0: Welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb, and Maria's not here because this is the redo. Um, the audio was all funky on this intro for the first part of this episode, so I'm changing it up. Uh, so here's our podcast it's for the realistic SLP who is actively anti racism. And today, our actively anti racism tip is to follow Mo Motivate on Instagram. Her full name is Monique melton and she is a podcast and a podcaster an educator and she talks um in one of her posts about normalizing ending friendships. so just because you've known somebody for a long time does not mean that you need to maintain that relationship especially if they have toxic or racist viewpoints so this episode is all about beauty specifically natural beauty um I did get a laser facial right before my wedding at a place called Skin Laundry, and if you would like a free laser facial, then you can use my referral code, DEBRA9318, that's at Skin Laundry, um, also the link is in the show notes, so go get a free laser facial, I really loved it, um, it was 15 minutes, super quick, and uh, yeah, I loved the results. <laughs> Later in this episode, Maria is going to interview Brooke DeVard from the Naked Beauty podcast, and they are going to talk all about beauty and specifically natural beauty. So, stay tuned after this commercial break. Hey SLPs, are you sick of rewriting
1: goals trying to meet unrealistic time expectations and navigating new therapeutic territories? Smart Charts is here to help. We have taken the guesswork and time out of goal writing and documentation with smart charts you can create personalized intervention plans ieps and pocs with our easy to use goal writing tool track and save session notes and data instantly for all documentation needs yep for your school health settings and even to share with patients of all ages through graphs and fun pictures for the littles we want to make 2020 a little bit better for you essential workers and we are offering all wine and cheese listeners 30 days free, and 50% all new memberships forever. Yes, forever. Just use coupon code WINECHEESE2020. Check us out at MySmartCharts.com to get charting
0: faster, better, smarter. This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by Bjoram Speech Publications. Bjoram Speech Publications is founded by Jenny Bjorn SLP. It's a great resource for parents, therapists, and those studying to enter the field of speech pathology. Jenny Bjorn is an expert in the field specializing in childhood apraxia of speech. Bjoram's speech sound cues use fresh, diverse illustrations that speak to children. For more up-to-date, child-inspired speech and language which products created for therapists by therapist, head over to Biormspeech.com. And now back to the show.
1: Hey everyone. Welcome to the show, the fabulous Brooke DeVard. Say hi, Brooke. Hi, thank you so much for having me on, Maria. Yes, it's so exciting to have you on because, Brooke, you are the host of one of my favorite podcasts, the Naked Beauty Podcast. Yes. And I, a lot of times hear from listeners from Instagram that are always like sliding into my DM saying how they love the show, how the show helps them out with their clients. And I've been sliding into your DM telling you about all the information I learned from your show. So here we are. Yes. Okay, here we well, are.
2: Well, I'm, I'm so happy because I love skincare and beauty and educating people on those things. So yes. when I hear from someone like you that like you've gained new information or you've changed something about your skincare routine from listening to the show, it just makes me very excited. But I also hope the show is not like, just about skincare because I think that can be really boring. I try to like get to the more human elements as well.
1: I just had some hair in my mouth, like, sorry. But yes, no, your show has a lot of very interesting topics that I definitely am going to talk about in our interview. And I for sure learned a lot of things. I just ordered something today that I've had my eye on, the Paula's Choice BHA 2%. Ah, that's the bomb. Yes, I heard it's very good. I finally tried Rodin and Fields. Deborah actually gave it to me, my co-host. She likes Rodin and Fields. And their toner really helped me. And I looked it up and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of like PHAs in this. So I'm like, maybe I really need to step up my acid game, you know, because I have the the clogged pores. And I'm like, oh, they're so frustrating. I know. Skincare, it's a whole rabbit
2: hole. It's like a whole world.
1: And you uh, introduced me to Reddit, the skincare.
2: Oh, skincare addiction Reddit. Yeah, that's like, that's hardcore. But don't you love that group?
1: I do love the group, but I try not to read it too much because, you know. Yeah, right? you can go crazy. You can, you can go, go crazy. crazy. I don't want to go crazy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to make me break out even more at this point. True. I read this crazy article that someone read in Reddit. In the skincare addiction to put like pee on their face, and then they had a what? dermat yes, and then a dermatologist. And the article was like, I don't know why people are giving this horrible advice. Like this Reddit can be dangerous. So That's too much. I, that is way too much. Anyway, so Brooke, what are you drinking?
2: So I am having um, this is it's gr- cut grapefruit and orange infused water. That's um, fancy. I know. Well, now that I'm pregnant, I have to just spice up my drinks. And I, I juice, juice is not great for you. I think my first few months, I was like, going juice crazy. I just had juice all the time. Um, but you know, it spikes your insulin. It's like not, you know, all that sugar is not good for you. So now and actually, I have to give my husband credit. He's been preparing these for me. He'll like slice like all of these delicious fruits and put it in like just like a big jug of water and we leave, leave it in the fridge and it kind of infuses the water.
1: That's nice. I've been making yeah. tea like that with mint leaves nice. or basil, so that's always good. Let it soak that's it up. That's the best. What are you drinking? So I have rosé. I'm going to drink for two for myself nice. and for you. So this is Please a Yes, I am, Brooke. I finished the bottle with this glass, so cheers to virtually meeting and chatting.
2: Yes, cheers. Cheers.
1: So I'm going to take a sip of this. You know, you live in New York when you hear ambulances.
2: I know. I just went on mute.
1: <laughs> it's okay. So I have a rose, and I have this Manchego cheese. And the cheese, I'm not that impressed with. It was like on sale at the supermarket. It's not that impressive. But at this point, I'm just gonna eat it. So what are you gonna? I do love now? Manchego. <laughs> like I, know. I like the like
2: little like. It, is it called quince? The paste that it comes with.
1: I'm not sure. It's just. Borden's or something. It's just like a supermarket brand. Okay. And it was on sale. So now I learned my lesson. Now I know why it was on sale. (laughs) Yeah. $2 cheese. What are you going to do? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. But definitely drink this wine. This was a, this is a sponsored wine. So shout out to Eric Kent. Thank you for providing us with some free alcohol. So cheers. So anyway, Brooke, um, I wanted to do a little bit of an icebreaker if you don't mind. So just to get to know you a little more, even though I do feel like I know you from listening to your podcast all the time, but uh, it's a fill in the blank game. So you could just fill in the blank as truthfully as you can. So it's, cool. it's I titled it my life right now. So my current mental status is
2: calm and relaxed.
1: Currently reading
2: Queenie. Do you know that book?
1: I do not know that book.
2: It's good. Um, It's based on um, a black woman living in London. It's kind of, a lot of times it's compared to like a black version of Bridget Jones's diary because her dating life is like an absolute mess. Um, It's like a very millennial book. Like, you know, she's got job drama, boyfriend drama, friend drama, but it's really good.
1: I'm going to have to check that out. Right now, I'm reading Harry Potter: Prisoner of Azkaban.
2: Oh, okay. Have taking you, it back.
1: I'm taking it back. I was re- I really missed the bandwagon of Harry Potter, and I just got on it now. So. Oh right. wow. Yes, I know. I'm a, I'm a delayed person. I'm sometimes I'm behind in things, but that's all right. Uh, okay, so my nighttime beauty routine consists of blank, blank, and blank.
2: Um, cleansing um exfoliating and then moisturizing those oh. are kind of my my three key steps
1: staples if i had to have only one product on a deserted island it would be
2: Ooh, a good facial oil i love yeah. facial oils they you just do. i just I feel like there's something so nice about the ritual of like taking a beautiful natural oil and like just rubbing it into your skin. And it doesn't even have to be like a main brand oil. You can just use like cold pressed argan oil, grapeseed oil, jojoba oil, and it's just like it makes your skin feel so good and alive.
1: I remember you had a whole episode about oils.
2: Yes. I like,
1: okay, I need to start getting on oils now, you know, but I'm currently decluttering because I have so many things, so... I, I don't get want, it. I don't want to keep buying because that's not good. Nobody wants. Clear. No,
2: no, no, no. And beauty and consumerism is often so overly linked. And the beauty industry wants you to think that you need to buy all of these products to have great skin. And honestly, like less is more is sometimes like the approach and every dermatologist I talk to on the show, everyone who really, really knows about skin will be like, you don't need all these steps. you are doing way too much.
1: I know. I know. So then how do you feel about the Korean 10 skip? I love it. A part of me is like, does this make me break out? I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to so, feel. So many so it's so, emotions.
2: I, I know. So it's so interesting. So I actually interviewed the woman, Charlotte Cho, who's responsible for bringing the 10-step Korean skincare routine to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And one thing that she did say, which really did change my mind about it, she said, if if you had to put it together your makeup steps, it would be more than 10. Right. Which is true. And I was like, you know what, like by the time we've done concealer, mascara, brow pencil, lip gloss, lip liner, blush, highlight, like,
1: yeah, that's That's a
2: lot. Yeah. Exact primer, all of that stuff. It's like a lot. (laughs) Um, But at the end, it makes for like a better finished product, right? If you do all of those steps. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the skincare routine, sort of the same. It's like each step has like a process, uh, sorry, a purpose the same way you know, your highlighter has like a purpose. Like, you don't have to do all 10, but it's not for nothing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then, depending on the type of skin you have, like, if you have more like dry skin, like, maybe you want to do like a hyaluronic serum. Mm-hmm, you know, exactly. and see, I've learned, I've learned. I've learned. Yeah. Listen, You're learning. Can we get a cheers to that? Yes. Like, cheers yes. to knowledge. <laughs> to knowledge. <laughs> knowledge is power. And my, oh more questions. Yes. So my current living situation is?
2: Um, I'm living between like New York City and then on the weekends going out to Sag Harbor in the Hamptons where my family is. Um, And I'm with my husband. So we're kind of like going back and forth between the two places, which is kind of nice because obviously with quarantine, no one's traveling. So it kind of like, it's like a new setting. Um, But yeah, just kind of going between long island in the city
1: nice very nice my pets my pet's name is
2: i do not have a pet
1: you don't are you an animal lover or
2: i actually my husband my husbands and i really want to get a cat but we've been reading that um cats can get very territorial so if you get a cat before you have a baby the by the time the baby comes the cat is like Who is this person? Like, Mm. and I'm gonna scratch this like new entry to the family. So they say that you're supposed to have like the child first and then get the cat. But I don't know. Do you have pets? Is that true?
1: I don't know much about cats. I have a dog, but I uh, my dog now lives with my parents. So my current living situation: I'm living in Bensonhurst with my boyfriend. Okay. I just really moved here right before the quarantine in January. So my parents have my dog i call them they're like the grand they're the grandparents and they're taking care of their grandchild that's what i tell them (laughs) i love
2: that i'm actually i'm 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 genuinely curious about the cat question though so for your dear listeners if they could just like dm me like i'm at brooke devard b-r-o-o-k-e-d-e-v-a-r-d if anyone listening knows the rules about cats and babies please dm me because i would love to know
1: cats and babies there's got to be an slp or an educator listening to this that has to know yes hopefully yes help us out here and the last question i have my nightstand summed up in one word is
2: a mess messy
1: i said nerdy
2: okay you got lots of books
1: i well not that i have (laughs) confession time so i have sleep apnea which is actually very good for people to know so if you snore get a sleep study. My friends told me from vacation with me, Maria, like, you're a horrible sleeper. You sound like a train. And I obviously didn't believe them, but until I finally got a sleep study, and it turns out I have, like, pretty moderate uh, sleep apnea, and it could, over time, develop. I could could have developed heart issues, so I wear this, like, mouth guard. <laughs> so I have, like, oh my, my, mouth, my mouth guard, my headphones. I'm like, it's kind of, like, nerdy. <laughs> so that's how I described it. But anyway, that's me. And uh, so we have a lot in common. We're both from New York, right? So you went to Spence on the Upper East Side. That's where you went for high school.
2: Yeah, I was actually there starting um, in fifth grade. And before that, I went to PS6. So I went to a public school, um, but always lived um, kind of on the Upper East Side, Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. Now I live downtown in Chelsea and like Uptown is so, so different. Um, but yeah, I, I loved growing up in New York before in New York, I lived in New Orleans and then I was born actually in Minneapolis, but oh. I do not remember that. So I kind of just say I'm a New Yorker because I lived here since I was like seven
1: years old. Wow. From Minneapolis. And have you been back to visit?
2: Um, yeah, not recently. Um, but I think, yeah, I think probably probably. When I was like ten or eleven, I went back. I can remember going to the Mall of America. Have you been to Minneapolis?
1: I have not. I have heard of the Mall of America though.
2: It's massive.
1: Yes, I heard. I heard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when the next time I'm gonna actually go to a mall. Now. I know. Since we're, uh, you know, living during covid 2020 so we're both how did you get through covid cuz you know living in new york march and april i thought were the toughest months now it's june 16th where things are lighting up right we're in phase 1 at this point um how how would you say what like helped you during covid what uh was your I mean- uh,
2: Maria, I have to be honest with you. Like I've been loving it. Like me loving. too.
1: Are we allowed to say that we love it?
2: <laughs> I think there was a New York Times article uh, two weeks ago that was like the headline was like loving lockdown. And it was all these people like making their like, you know, dirty confessions about how much they've been loving it. I think, especially for me, I, could, I would say I'm like an extrovert. Like I actually get a lot of energy from other people, but mm-hmm. sometimes like all the socializing and the events and the things to do, it's like, it can be so taxing and there's been something so nice about not, not only not having to do those things, but not feeling any guilt or like having to make an excuse or feeling like, Oh, I really should go to this thing. Like just having time. It's been so nice for me, this change I, of pace. Yeah,
1: I, couldn't agree more. I mean, of course, for others who have been going through, like I'm, we're lucky that you know we didn't like I didn't lose anybody and right. Of course, of has course, has been healthy. I've been healthy, so that is like you know I remind myself that I'm very lucky that that, that is I, true. I, yes. So, but at the same time, I've been enjoying um, my job. Speech therapy has now turned online, Zoom or Google Meet, so it's therapy like this, video chat. And cool. I've just discovered some, like, really cool things that the kids can do that I probably wouldn't have discovered, like, in school, you know? That's awesome. So it's, yeah, really getting to see the kids, like, another side of them, because now they're at home. It's a different setting. Where in mm-hmm. school, I'm Miss Maria. Now I'm like, oh, I'm at home with mom, and there's Miss Maria on the screen. Mm-hmm. So, That's that, so cool. yeah, it's very nice to see a different um, side of the kids. Yeah. Um, but for sure. So have you been focusing a lot on the podcast since you have more time at home? Um,
2: so my podcast, I never, ever, ever um, recorded remotely ever. My whole thing was like, I believe that you have to have an in-person conversation. I think it makes it so much better. Um, so I was kind of like anti-remote recording. So I think the big adjustment for me has been moving to remote recording and realizing that that connection is still just as good. Um, so I've, I've been able to do, I guess, like more interviews because I've been doing it remote, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily recording more. I think mm. being pregnant kind of forces you to slow down a little bit as well. That's
1: good. So yeah, yeah being, speaking of being pregnant, how, uh, how many weeks are you? Weeks, right?
2: Yeah, I'm
1: 27 weeks. 27 weeks. Yeah. So I'm gonna Google what happens when you're 27 weeks. Cause I do yeah. know a thing or two about, um, you know, fetal development. Learning about this stuff in, uh, in graduate school. Oh, earmuffs! Your baby can hear you. This I know, but know that it's muffled because the ears are still covered in vernix caseosa, the waxy protective coating on the skin. I didn't know that. Well, I knew that, but I didn't know that there was a, a protective covering, but that does make sense. I mm-hmm. do remember from graduate school, I'm sure there was a test question on this, that the babies do learn to learn that the they prefer the mother's voice and the father's. Yes. So do you find yourself talking to your baby a lot?
2: Yes. My husband talks to the baby every single day. Um, great. Yes. And I, I mean, the baby's with me all the time. So they're mm-hmm. always um, so yeah, we, we, they'll definitely know our voices by the time they're born.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And are you going to speak any languages to the baby? Because I remember, about- um, yeah, yeah. Turkish. Well, okay. So
2: you, yeah. You're, you, this is your area of expertise. So yes. you can help to educate me, but
1: For sure. one of the
2: things that we've learned is that it's like one face, one language. So, Um, the plan is for my husband to speak to the baby in Turkish and for me to speak to the baby in English so that they don't get confused. Um, and I don't speak Turkish anyway, so that works. He speaks both obviously. Um, so that the baby will grow up understanding both and be truly bilingual. Is that the right approach?
1: So Yes, I mean, it is the right approach, but just a couple of things. So to be truly bilingual is actually very rare because if you think about it, if you, even your husband, right? He speaks yeah. Turkish. I speak Greek, but similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. I'm not as proficient in Greek as I am in English. I could write a whole essay about, I don't know, hearing development, but I can't write that in Greek. So right. I, I'm obviously English is my stronger language. So to be truly bilingual is a very rare percentage of the population. But it is good that he's going to speak Turkish and you'll speak English rather than if you try to speak Turkish, which you should still try. But the only, the only small issue is that if you don't really know Turkish and you're modeling inappropriate or incorrect language, right? Maybe, Uh, you know, so it's it's better that maybe him and his family and his, the grandparents speak really Turkish because that's also their, maybe their mother language. And that's the, language they feel the most comfortable speaking to the baby too so that's something else to consider like maybe his parents prefer to speak in turkish so you know what speak to the baby in turkish you know that's your language let the baby yeah. hear it and understand it you're more more comfortable in that language rather than forcing themselves to speak english and then maybe they mess up a couple of words you know english is a tough language
2: yeah Past yeah.
1: tense, regular past tense, so many English rules. I know, but why,
2: why is it so hard um, for adults to learn languages? Like, I try, like, I, I got the Duolingo app, mm-hmm. um, and, like, I really, like, Turkish, like, I don't know, like, I, you know, I'd like to think of myself as a smart person, but I just feel like I'm, like, too old, like, my 30-year-old brain, like, does not want to learn a new language.
1: Well, the sooner you start, the better. That's why it is best that you start exposing your baby, even now, if you want. Put some, yeah. Tur- put some Turkish music on and party, you know? Why not? Yeah. Have a Turkish party, you know? I, yeah. see, I see he cooks Turkish food, too. He but, does. Yeah, he does. Have a kebab and blast that music. Do some belly dancing. <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, the age, because uh, after puberty, the brain does start to change and there's different like um, connections made. So it is easier when exposed at an earlier age, but that doesn't mean you still can't learn. Uh, Motivation is important. Uh, Being immersed. If you just went to Turkey and stayed there for a month, I'm sure you'll pick it up a lot quicker.
2: Okay. Right. If you were
1: like forced to use it and had a lot of motivation. Like, oh, I want to go to the store and buy some cheese. Like I need to know how to say that in Turkish. Yeah. And I'll like really force you. So there's a, a, couple of factors, but don't give up. Keep trying. Keep okay. learning. Make Will him speak do. to you. Um, so anyway, go moving on. I wanted to talk a little bit about skincare and natural beauty. Cause that's, um, a big part of your podcast. Yes. Right. And how did you mm-hmm. get started with your podcast? What, um,
2: so I and I'm sure that you have a very similar story, but um, I had a vision for like what I wanted to hear and I couldn't find it. So I just mm-hmm. created it. Um, that's kind of how it goes with these things. I wanted to hear women talk about beauty without like it being sponsored content or you know, like I just, I, at that point had really lost trust in like magazines or YouTube influencers and all of the best product recommendations that I got were from just like regular, like women that I admired, like being like, oh my gosh, I tried this serum and it changed my life. Like this is the best cleanser. This is the best hair conditioning mask. Um, But I couldn't find a podcast that was talking about beauty, but also talking about beauty like deeper than like surface level product, like product recommendations are certainly part of it. But um, we go a lot deeper than that. And I think that your approach to beauty says so much about who you are and how you grew up and what your value system is. And I just couldn't find those conversations. So I kind of set out to create the podcast that I wanted to hear.
1: That's great. You saw a need and you went after. It's taking initiative. Exactly. Essentially. Yeah. So you're also passionate about natural beauty. Like you talk about, like you don't always have to buy a mask for your hair, for your skin. So what are some of your favorite uh, hair masks and face masks that you can make in your own kitchen?
2: Yeah. So I think um, for face masks, like a yogurt-based face mask is Mm -hmm. amazing. Yogurt has natural lactic acid in it. Um, So that kind of like exfoliates your skin, like the top layer of dead skin cells to that yogurt mask. You can add honey, which is great for moisturization. Honey, yeah. yeah, Yes. Like just add in a raw honey. Um, Adding turmeric is really great for any hyperpigmentation issues that you may have. So I think that these are all like really easy things to make at home and you can kind of do without feeling too intimidated. And then for hair masks, um, avocado is like so has so rich in like na- nice natural fat um, and it's really good for your hair. I would say definitely blend it like in a smoothie blender if you are going to do it. And I like to add a little bit of my own conditioner into that so that it's like has that slip. Um, That's
1: a great idea.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just about like, Even if you start by like baby steps, like just take your existing hair conditioner that you love and just add in some olive oil, and like you'll see that your hair is much more moisturized than if you had just used the conditioner on its own. Like you can just slowly but surely start to add in natural ingredients into your hair care and skincare, and you'll see like big, big benefits.
1: For sure. I've learned a lot about, um, like at home stuff too, even like from Pinterest. Um, and I've discovered like coconut oil is good, but I have fine and straight hair. So like if I see a recipe for like three tablespoons, like, no, like it's going to take me a week to wash that out. But if you have like (laughs) thick curly hair, maybe it's dry or chemically damaged, like, yeah, then three tablespoons of coconut oil, like that'll work for you. Yeah, it's
2: all try. Yeah, it's all trial and error. Like you have to kind of figure out what works for you. Like coconut oil, my hair like doesn't love it. Um, my skin, like I can't put it on my skin; it makes me break out. But some people, mm, yeah, will like get out of the shower and like put coconut oil directly <laughs> on their face, and it's fine. So it's kind of like figuring out what works for you.
1: Yeah, everyone has different skin, different mm-hmm. you know chemistry. I like it to take off my eye makeup. That just mm, same. Yeah, there we go. So on your podcast, you talk a lot about being being a black girl growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood. So most Mm -hmm. of our listeners are SLPs or teachers, educators, and a lot of us work with children from different uh, diverse backgrounds. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so did any of your teachers, did you feel like they were like culturally sensitive to you? Do you feel like they could have done better?
2: Yeah, you know, when you're a kid, like, I guess you're not that attuned. I'm sure if I could, like, go back and, like, watch everything happening, I'd be like, oh, I don't know if that was right. But there is one specific memory that stands out to me. It's pretty sad looking back. Um, At the time, I kind of knew it was wrong, but I didn't really recognize how wrong it was. Mm -hmm. This was, like, in fifth grade, and it was a substitute teacher, so it wasn't my full-time teacher. Mm, we We were learning about slavery, and part of the way that we, like, learned about slavery was we had to do these journal entries to write from like different perspectives. So like we had to keep a journal um, from the perspective of a slave on a plantation and like talk about like what it was like based on all of the stuff that we were learning about in the class. Um, And then I remember this so clearly. She was like, okay guys, like next week we're going to switch perspectives. Now here's the really fun part. Now, now we get to be the masters. And I was like, is that... Fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like kind of one of those things where you're like, I guess like I kind of like know what she meant, but if you really like step back and like look at how problematic that is that like, you know, owning and like enslaving people and like forcing them to work without payment without and like pay. all of the atrocious things that happened to slavery would be positioned as like, okay, now here's the fun, part, here's the fun um,
1: part.
2: Is like really messed up. So yeah, that's like a moment that always stands out to me as like, that was really messed up.
1: That was terrible. I can't believe I that. Like, oh, my God. I just, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say to that. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that story, honestly. I mean, at least she was a sub. I hope, hopefully she just never got hired. That was it. I know. I know. Exactly. Listen, when you work with kids, if don't do anybody any favors. If you don't like working with kids, don't. Just, just, throw, just go work somewhere else. You don't need to work with kids.
2: You so know? true.
1: It's so true. So I want to see that here on the podcast <laughs> like <laughs> right now. All right. Um, what about like with your friends? Like um, you talk a lot about the show, like um, like your friends, like they had to get ready and like, let's say curl their hair. But like, you know, your hair was different. I know you talk a lot about natural hair. And that's not uh, something like I really thought about because like my hair is just straight and fine. But then
2: you right. bring that up
1: a lot on the show. And I'm like, wow, I never even like thought of that. It, like makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. I mean, black hair has been so politicized and I think it's, it's so personal, right? So some people, some black women choose to wear um, their natural hair um, as it grows out of their head. They don't want to put any relaxers or straighten it at all. And it's not a political statement. It's just like a preference. Maybe it's like a style preference for some black women. It's like a political statement, but, mm-hmm. uh, where they want to really like show up as as you know um, show up as like a proud black woman who's embracing their natural hair texture um, and all of the political associations that are really important to them. Um, for some people, it's like a health choice; like they just don't want to like damage the health of their hair. Um, and then there are some people that you know straighten their hair and are super conscious and woke and love their blackness and love their identity. Um, or, you know, women that wear like long weave or or wigs and love their blackness. So it's like, there are no rules. I think that every, um, black women to purchase her hair differently and it means something differently to each of them. I think for me, I learned to embrace my natural hair as I kind of got into like my overall natural journey. So just like using less chemicals in my skincare and hair care. And then just when you straighten your hair all the time, it's just like not really healthy. But I think for for so many black women, you straighten your hair because it's like easier to manage. And especially when you grow up in a predominantly white neighborhood you see all the other girls like straightening their hair for the school. Like it's just like you just get used to like seeing everyone straightens their hair. It's like you don't necessarily um, have like the information and education. I think um, I'm 30 now but if I had grown up and had YouTube it probably would have been really different because I would have had a lot more of that education on how to do my own hair. Um, But I'm also someone that like loves to change it up. So I love adding in braids. I love, um, you know, I sometimes do clip-in hair extensions. Nice. I've done um, crochet braids, locks. So, like, I love variety. That's my whole thing. Like, I think I kind of use hair as a tool of self-expression. Um, but, yeah, definitely with Black women and hair, it's, it's so personal. And I'm sure all of your listeners know this, but that's also why they say, like, don't ever touch a Black woman's hair. <laughs> yes. Hands off.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, my cousin, he's, he was, he's from Greece. So he didn't know that like rule out and he's like talking to this girl and like, he thinks they're hitting it off. And then he yeah. like touches, he, I guess I don't know. I can't speak for him, whatever. He touched <laughs> her hair and she just oh, like, 180. And I was like, well, you can't just go around touching people's hair. He's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, he really just didn't know. But she, <laughs> welcome was, to America. Yeah, welcome to America. That's what that was. Like, this is not Greece. You can't just go around touching people's hair. Like That's so funny. That's that so was funny. Definitely a cultural difference that he just mm-hmm. didn't know. He, he really didn't know. He didn't mean anything. He liked her. He wanted to like, you know, he was like... He was so upset that she left. I'm like, well, you blew it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. You know what? He
2: learned a valuable lesson in the meantime.
1: He did. He did. He absolutely did. Um, So uh, just with everything like going on with the current culture, um, we on SLP's Wine and Cheese, we made a statement that we are actively anti-racism. And I listened to this very interesting TED Talk. Do you ever listen to TED Talks?
2: I do, yes. Yeah.
1: I listened to this one man uh, I'm gonna put it in the show notes his name is I'm blanking on his name right now but I will find it Um, and he wrote a book I believe and he was talking about how like uh, he defined that racist as a fixed category as an identity so for example like someone becomes a racist and like is being connected that oh you're an evil person like you're in the KKK right So someone might say, I'm not a bad person, I'm a good person, like, therefore, I can't be racist. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not my identity, that's not who I am. So he is saying a whole different approach. He's saying that racist is a descriptive term, that what a person is saying or doing in any given moment. So, like, if you say something that is, like, racist, let's say, that Mm -hmm. doesn't, that is just an idea, And that when you appreciate a different culture, that's being, like, anti-racist. And he said pretty much that, oh, his name is Abraham X. Kendi. He's a historian. So he just talks a lot just um, to take responsibility that, like, if you do have a, if you do say something, like, that's racist, you should just, like, own up to it. And, like, think about Mm -hmm. why you said it and just, like, use that as opportunity to, like, really think about it. So and he's just saying it's just something we all need to do that just to uproot the injustice and the equality in the world and replace it with love. So I really liked his TED talk. I'm going to include it in the show notes. I thought it was very interesting with everything going on right now. Um, But and I just wanted to make that statement since that's the culture we're in now and the climate we're in now. I wanted to make sure to give that information for anyone like wanting to know more about this topic
2: yeah, no, I think that's really important. And I think um, the reason why racism is so hard to talk about, especially for white people, is because no one wants to identify themselves as a racist, right? You don't want to say, like, I'm a racist. Um, I think it's much easier to come to terms with what he's saying, which is it's not a fixed category that there are times when maybe you use racist language or have mm-hmm. racist thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's like, a yeah. So I think it's a really important distinction. Distinction.
1: Yeah, he says, like, to help you recognize, like, what you just said and take responsibility for that. And tr- that's, I guess, the first step, right? Like, awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, I just said that. That, like, that wasn't good. I shouldn't have said that. You know, like, well, why did I even just say that? You know, where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. Just start to be honest with yourself, honestly. That's yeah. how I look at it. But um, Anyway, those are my last words. So usually at the end of a episode or interview, we have our guests say a quote or any kind of mantra, anything that you want to leave the audience with. mean be- Yes, any kind of advice. I'd say
2: or- I'd say drink water. Okay. Stay, stay hydrated. Stay moisturized.
1: I like that.
2: I, that's I- when I. That's when I feel my best. Just when I'm hydrated and moisturized. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I have some tea here, so I'm going to take a sip of tea. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to stay hydrated and moisturized. So, just, uh, so if the listeners do want to find you, because they have to respond to you about your cat question. Yes, right? I'm, yes. Ex- I'm expecting
2: feedback on this cat question. Yes
1: calling all cat experts. Now is the time to <laughs> spread your knowledge. Okay. So they could, uh, slide into your DM on Instagram, right? The naked beauty planet
2: or Brooke yeah. DeVard. either one naked beauty planet. That's the podcast page for, sorry, that's the Instagram page for the podcast. Um, and yeah, at Brooke DeVard is my personal page. I respond to both.
1: She does, she does respond to both. And she agreed to sit down and have this interview with me, which I thank you so much for your time. Oh my time, gosh, bro. of
2: course. It was so yes. much fun being on the show. I yes. love it. You've got a really great laid back vibe on yes. the show. I love it. That's
1: good. I'm getting the cheers to that to have some rosé. <laughs> I'm going to finish this before I get my COVID test right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Go to your COVID um, test, slightly tipsy.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's like, come on, can you, can you please give me the results faster than three days? Why? like come on I need to know the weather's nice but it is what it is we'll find out the information soon enough I have a sore throat I'm hoping it's just allergies though but yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed this has been another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese I'm Maria bye-bye bye-bye bye
2: thank you so much thank
1: you